Welcome back to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. My name is Dr. Rocky Daly, and I'm an associate professor in the school. This week, student host Sam Shower interviews longtime Kojo professor Roxanne Lucchese about her experiences teaching at STSU for 30 years. Uh, where are you from, uh, Professor Lucchese? Well, I grew up in a little town or on a farm near a little town called Eden, South Dakota. It's on the it's in the northeastern corner by uh, Sisseton, Webster, and Britain. And Fort Sisseton is there, and Roy Lake, and Pickerel Lake, and C.G. Hollow in that area. I went to a small Catholic school in Eden, South Dakota, for a while in elementary school, and then we moved to public school in Roslyn, South Dakota. So Eden and Roslyn and Grenville students all gathered in Roslyn, and I went to, um, you know, about fifth grade through high school in Roslyn. It's no longer around, unfortunately. Um, kids from that area now go to school in Webster or Langford or Britain. Where'd you go to college? I went to South Dakota State. I'm an, um, I got my bachelor's degree at South Dakota State in the Department of Journalism and Mass Comm at that time, now with the School of Communication and Journalism. But I had a journalism major with an advertising specialization at that time. And then I decided I wanted to um, go somewhere else. Um, not unlike a lot of students at that time, I wanted to leave South Dakota. <laughs> So I went to grad school at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, and I got my master's degree in advertising there. And I worked in St. Louis and Chicago after that. And then I had an opportunity to come back and teach. And I thought, well, I'll do that for a year. But then I really liked it, so I stayed. And actually, I'm really happy that I moved back to the state because I really love it. Um, I think South Dakota is a really special place to be. And I love the prairie, and I like the openness. And ability to do things outdoors and without a lot of crowds and things like that. So I'm really happy that I did move back. I realized my goal of moving out of the state, but then I changed it. (laughs) So then how long have you been teaching at SDSU? I've been teaching here for over 30 years. (laughs) So a long time, let's just say that. What kind of uh, classes have you taught? My primary classes are in advertising. So I've taught all of our advertising courses at one time I was the only um, person who taught advertising classes, but our, our major expanded and our faculty did too. So I currently teach uh, advertising principles, which is an introductory course. And I teach our research classes for advertising and, and public relations. And I teach our capstone course every other year um, where we do a national student competition project. I also teach a course called digital promotion. Uh, it used to be sales promotion and marketing and that's kind of a favorite class of mine because I invented it <laughs> and it just covered a lot of um, areas that we weren't able to cover in other classes. And it's kind of evolved from a advertising sales class to digital promotion. So it's um, it's been kind of fun to see that class transition. What kind of changes have you seen with the, uh, the Kojo department in general? A lot of new faculty and I loved the faculty I worked with when I started here. I thought they were the best ever and it was hard to see people retire, but then new people came and now I would say they're part of that group of best ever. It's really fun to work with with the new faculty, with new ideas and uh, new directions. So that's changed. We have a lot of new faculty. We, you know, we've added Jaeger Media Center. Um, we're doing podcasts now, things like that. Technology has changed a lot. And Another change was that we consolidated with the school with the communication studies um, program. So now we're the School of Communication and Journalism, and um, that's been really fun too. We found that uh, students 
who take advertising classes and communication studies classes do really well in um, account management and project management and uh, marketing departments. So it's been really kind of a, a nice uh, partnership there. So that's probably the biggest change. Wait, so journalism and communication were not always one. They were like two separate buildings or? It was um, communication studies and theater uh, and they were over in Pugsley and um, then theater went into the school of performing arts. And so uh, communication studies are communication studies major and journalism and advertising and public relations all came together. And now we're a school versus a department. So then I'm guessing SDSU has changed a lot over the years too. It has. Uh, One of the nice things is that our campus is really nice. I tell students that when I talk to them, if they're thinking about SDSU, but you know, I have student, I have children a little bit older than, than you. (laughs) And when we um, visited other schools, I would come back and say, wow, SDSU is really nice. Our, you know, our new dorms, our new buildings, uh, the way campus is laid out and kept up. um, It's been really nice. And Jaeger Hall changed too. It was a uh, an older building, and the top floor was half of what it is today. We renovated it about oh, probably twenty plus years ago, and that was exciting too because we had new classrooms and and um, new spaces. Uh, we got rid of some really cherished areas like a a dark room for um, developing photos. If you talk to old alums that come, they're like, oh, there was a photo photo studio. And now it's um, Jaeger Media Center. So they're doing programming there. Speaking of which, in the Jaeger Hall, a voice told me uh, that you have some uh, pretty smart daughters. Is that true? I do. I have two daughters. (laughs) Um, My oldest, Lydia, is um, going to school to get a PhD in Australia. And because of COVID-19, I haven't gotten to see her for two years. So that's probably the thing that I tell people most right now. It's really hard to have a daughter uh, in another country that you can't see just because they're locked down now because of COVID. But she loves where she is. And um, I'm looking forward to going to Australia once they open up to see her. She really likes her work. And um, Australia is really an interesting country. And then my other daughter, Emma, is working in uh, Minneapolis or St. Paul at a nonprofit. And it is so fun to have her there. Um, It's fun to go visit her. She likes state parks. And to um, so when we go up, we usually go to state parks and go hiking or we go biking. And it's been fun to kind of explore that area and the cities uh, with her. So it's been so I'm glad that she's there and um, she really likes her job, too. So it probably helps to you know, when my, my daughters were in college, I could relate to what other students were feeling more because they were more open with me <laughs> in terms of, you know, the stresses and things going on and what they liked and what they didn't like. So I was able to kind of take that um, information and apply it to my own classes. So that was kind of nice when they were in college. Lydia, the one in Australia, what is her, where's her PhD going to be in? Um, It's in computer science and it's um, with data visualization and pre-processing. I joke that, you know, every mom who has a child getting a PhD doesn't really understand what they're doing. And I probably fall into that category a little bit too, even though I teach at a university, but she's doing a lot with um, data visualization. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, So then, uh, so then do you like to bike? Like what kind of hobbies do you like to do with your family? 
I do like to bike. Um, we have a dog, Chloe. So our biking kind of has taken a backseat to uh, walking. I would say hiking, but it's mostly walking, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we do a lot of walking with our dog. And I used to bike a lot, but I don't as much anymore. Um, this summer, we d- took a trip to Glacier National Park with my daughter, Emma, and her boyfriend. And it's a long drive out there, but it's really worth it. We did some hiking there, and it was really fun. And um, it's probably one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And I'm sure there are other places that probably match that, but it was really fun to be there. And we did a lot of hiking there. So I see. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm starting to like branch out a little bit. I love hiking also. Uh, I mainly just, you know, hike up Black Hills or go to like to a Party Peak. I don't know if that's, I, I don't know if it's called that anymore, but uh, you know, that general area of just like uh, hiking and stuff. I'd really love to explore out, maybe go to like Colorado or even like, oh, yeah. uh, Glacier Lakes. I mean, that sounds like a fun one. Yeah, it is fun. I like the Black Hills area too. This summer we um, were able to, because of a research project that I was doing, I um, distributed, you know, promotions across the state and I got to go out to Buffalo and Belfouche and then Rapid City and we stayed in Sturgis. And actually you don't think of the Sturgis area as having really great hiking spots, but we found some really great trails right there. So it's fun to go up to, you know, Custer State Park and, you know, that a whole area, um, uh, Sullivan Lake and so forth. But it was really fun to find these new places that weren't very crowded. And the Badlands, of course, I don't know if you've hiked there yet, um, but that's a really fun spot too. And I have not, um, Harney Peak, I think now is um, Black Hills um, Peak, but I have not hiked that yet. Um, my husband and my daughter did, and they accidentally went up the backside. So they have great stories <laughs> about how challenging it, it is, but that's on my list. So did you like hiking there? There, I, I did. Um, so we ended up hiking at like 9am. I feel like we should have started sooner, but we got to the top around like noon and it was so great. They have this like kind of like castle kind of thing on top. And it's yeah. so beautiful. You can like look over like the, uh, like the horizon, see all these trees and everything. But the problem was uh, going back down, uh, I went with, so it was me, my mom, my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And we all went to, um, we went, we were going down and, uh, you know, it's like 1230, one o'clock. So the sun is out powerful. My brother, I'm pretty sure he like was almost passed out. <laughs> and uh, they hate hiking up because of it, but I, I still oh, enjoyed the, uh, uh, the trip up. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually how it is. I'm always the one trailing when my family um, hikes. So I'm like, slow down. <laughs> I agree. Uh-huh. They still take me with. So you'll have to talk to them and go another place that's kind of flat. Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited, though. I can't wait to uh, go on my next hiking trip. But yeah. so next thing. So what do you enjoy most about SDSU? What, like, what kind of like gets you excited? What gets you pumped every year to just you know, August comes, what gets you ready? Well, it's really fun um, to see students, you know, students really, I think every faculty member would say students um, get you excited because you're at such a fun age. You know, you just, um, you've grown up and you're kind of, you're more independent and you get to kind of explore things that you want to do and you have dreams and aspirations and, you know, you're kind of preparing to launch. (laughs) So I really like that. Um, um, that's really fun. And I really like um, the industry that we work with too. So one of the things I like to do is connect students with um, industry professionals. So it's, that's really fun too, to, to talk to people, you know, our graduates, but also 
other industry professionals who aren't our graduates, um, just about the industry and you know what's going on and, and share that with students. That's um, probably what is most fun for me. Okay, and then your then what do you, what do you, what would you say is your proudest moment at SDSU? Boy, um, I guess um, you know I get a proud moment every other year or every year <laughs> with the our students. You know, our seniors compete in the national student advertising competition, and um, every year it's a proud moment because they do so well. Um, you know, it's our capstone class and. They work on a national um, campaign uh, case study, and then they present it at a district competition. If they do well, they go to semifinals and then finals. So, you know, we've had a few teams win um, and go to nationals. Of course, that's great uh, and really fun. So that's, I'm proud then, but I'm also proud of the students who place, <laughs> you know, second and third and fourth and, and um, just to watch them, you know, to, to share what they've created. Um, that's, I think that's, I get to have a proud moment every other year, every year I, I, um, I advise it every other year. Um, so I get that proud moment every other year and actually my off years too. Um, we can be proud of that too. <laughs> so I guess that's mine. So I'm curious, uh, what actually entails a, like working on like an advertising project to make it finals? What, what kind of goes into it? Well, a lot of research, we're doing uh, research for this year's project um, and um, it, it's for um, Oculus. Um, so they're, you know, delving into virtual reality. And that's kind of fun because that is new to me. <laughs> um, one of the nice things about working on that project is you get to learn about something new every year. So it's not just going over the same thing over and over and over again. So they have to really do a lot of research and gain insight and they do, um, you know, focus groups, depth interviews, observation, experiment, uh, experiments and those kinds of things, taste tests. Um, we've had students go before they close down airports. We even had a student group go to uh, the Minneapolis airport and hand out surveys, if you can imagine doing that now. Um, and we've had students go to Denver to dealerships. And so they all, they really have to immerse themselves in the product and the industry. Um, and then they gain insights and um, start developing their strategies. And they have to come up with uh, creative strategies, uh, media and digital strategies and promotions. And they've added PR. The competition has changed a lot. Um, it, you know, whenever there's a shiny new thing in the industry, you know, it's added to the competition. So it went from a pretty standard advertising campaign to more integrated now with partnerships and experience, experiences, experiential marketing and digital promotions. Okay. Yeah. So I actually want to go take like a jump back. And uh, so I remember you saying you worked a desk job. How long did you work that? Oh, I worked, um, after grad school, I worked um, about uh, four to five years at agencies in St. Louis and then in Chicago. And I got to work on, um, you know, national branding campaigns for cat foods, dog foods, air fresheners, <laughs> and actually a, an amusement park too. So that was fun and hostess ho-hos. So I'm um, just um, placing media for those types of campaigns. So I see. And then uh, then you said you left for SDSU for... Why, why, did, why did you leave for SDSU? Uh, they needed an advertising faculty member and um, Dr. Richard Lee, who was my, um, my department head for a long, long time and a very loved 
person, um, he just um, was looking for someone at the very last minute, actually. So um, he, my roommate and I both had gotten master's degrees at the University of Illinois, and he just called and was wondering if we knew anyone or if we'd be interested. And I was at kind of a point where I wanted to maybe try something new. Um, so the timing was right for me to do that. And I, as I said, I thought, well, just do that a year and figure out what I want to do. And I really, as I said, I really enjoy um, being around people who are um, at universities and um, learning new things and, and thinking about where they want to go. Yeah, then 30 years later, you know, you're one of the one of the founding teachers, I guess you could say, of the code zone. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like that or not. I'll put that on the side of my door, you know, be like founder. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, you're just moving along and then all of a sudden it's 30 years. So it goes really fast. Well, in 30 years, I'm guessing you've had, have you had some uh, bumps along the road? Uh, have you had some struggles that you've overcome? Um, I think the biggest struggle in our industry is keeping up with the technology um, because it moves so quickly. Um, so that's probably the the biggest hurdle for um, teaching and in advertising and and marketing and public relations in those areas. Um, technology just keeps changing and there's always a shiny new thing that's the next best thing and um, you have to decide where to put your energy and your time. Is, uh, does advertising styles change every couple of years then or is it kind of like here's the foundation and then you can build around it and it just always keeps working? Yeah, it's um, just the, the method of delivering messages to consumers has changed. Um, you know, you used to use very linear um, communication methods. You'd put an ad in a magazine or on, on television or radio or outdoor or direct mail or news, you know, newspaper. And you just put it out there and no one talked back to you. <laughs> Today, everyone talks back to you and about you. So um, um, brands have to figure out how to um, get other people to talk about them, you know, through earned media. And, and um, in my ad principles class, we were talking about uh, the clutter and the noise and how you have to stand out. And a lot of people try to avoid ads. I said, it's interesting to be in an industry where people are trying to avoid the messages that you're trying to deliver. It's always persuasive and you want to, um, you know, inform and, and communicate your message, but just how we do it has changed. Influencers are so big and it'll be fun to see um, how um, athletes um, become influencers because, you know, college athletes have uh, a chance to, to use um, their brand to um, in to be influencers. So I think that'll change too. Um, but you know, the, the method that you deliver the message has changed just a lot. Our next podcast will be available on October 22nd. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music.